good morning, everyone. Uh, a very, very uh, warm welcome to you all. Uh, it's great to see you here on uh, such a gloriously uh, sunny morning. Uh, a, a really warm welcome if you're visiting or if you're here for the first time. Uh, it's great that you've uh, been able to join us. Uh, please do grab me after the service, say hello. It'd be great to get to, to know something of you. Uh, and do stay for a cup of coffee uh, after the service uh, as well. Uh, this morning we are continuing and concluding our series on uh, praying, giving and serving. And Colin will be closing that series with uh, the joy of serving. And it's also our ministry pledge day today, so there'll be a chance later in the service uh, to reflect on the way uh, that we serve uh, in this place. I'm sure we've all had a really busy morning. Uh, we've had grandchildren in the house, so I've, I don't think I've ever been so tired in my whole life. Um, <laughs> so my head is spinning, so uh, uh, let's, just, uh, let's just take a moment to, uh, just to stop, uh, to pause... Uh, and just to put down the many distractions that no doubt are uh, swirling around in our hearts uh, and in our minds. And let's just put those down. Let's just uh, stop for a moment. Uh, maybe close our eyes. And let's be mindful that uh, we come into the presence of the Lord uh, to offer this time to him uh, as an act of worship. Uh, so Heavenly Father, I do pray that... Uh, uh, by your spirit and through your word, you would minister to our hearts. Might we see more of your glory. Incline our hearts toward you. That we might rejoice more richly and more fully in who you are and what you have done for us. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, a few months ago, we were, were having a conversation with uh, one, of the, one of the ladies, actually, in our church uh, fellowship. Uh, and uh, she reminded us that it's quite hard, can be quite hard, can, can be quite challenging when you're on your own. Uh, if there are tasks or jobs that, you know, might be quite small things, uh, but you just don't have um, either the strength or the ability uh, to do. And it could be, uh, you know, really small things, you know, lifts, uh, a short errand uh, that needs doing, um, you know, a bit of DIY, getting a shelf up or guttering that's blocked or uh, meals or babysitting or gardening or IT. You know, lots of really small things that, you know, many of us just, just you know, because we're uh, that way you know, gifted, we just do ordinarily. Um, but it's great that, um, you know, we were reminded that actually, you know, here's a, a possible way to serve uh, the church fellowship in a way of just allocating a short period of time uh, to do uh, really relatively small things that could be a huge blessing uh, to others uh, in our fellowship. Uh, and so uh, we had a chat and thought, yeah, it would be great to, uh, to be able to do something like this. Uh, and uh, we needed a volunteer. And um, Lawrence Keel uh, volunteered. So Lawrence, would you uh, like, to, uh, like to come up? <laughs> I, think, I think the word you're looking for is encouraged. 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 <laughs> That's for you. You can just hold that on your chin so that um, uh, everyone can hear. Um, so, firstly, Lawrence, uh, maybe not everybody knows you. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about, uh, about, about yourself, who you are, how long you've been at LCBC and stuff? Yeah, Jane and I um, moved to Piddington about four years or so ago, and we were looking for a FIEC uh, church, and uh, we were blessed to have found LCBC, and we've been here about four years now, 
and um, yeah, enjoying the fellowship very much in the ministry. Grand. And you are married to... To Jane, my wife, in the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> grand, grand. And uh, so this idea of service that we're talking about uh, this morning, uh, mm-hmm. do you serve at LCBC at the moment? Uh, yes, we do. Jane and I serve at uh, Contact. Um, and, Which uh, is the older people's the, ministry? Yeah, yeah, the seniors. Seniors, yes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we also do a little bit of helping out on Friday, uh, Friday seven. That's for younger people. That's the younger people. Yeah. Yes, and better with the older people. All <laughs> <laughs> <Not> the seniors. <laughs> um, what else do we do? Uh, Jane does uh, toy box yeah. and helps with that. And uh, yesterday I did for the first time um, bacon butties for the men's. And toddlers. Great. Saturday morning. Great. Okay, so you're serving, both you and your wife are serving in a variety of uh, of different ministries uh, here. Uh, Now, you were encouraged. I was. Uh, to, uh, to lead uh, this, uh, this particular yes. uh, ministry together with Jane. Now, wh- what, does it, what does that mean? Does that mean that uh, if anybody has a, a, a job that needs doing, that you'll pop round and uh, you'll do it? Uh, not quite, no. No, no. no it, doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't mean that. I think, um, I think that when, when one serves in a fellowship, it's a family. And, uh, you know, you help your family, help each other out. But I think in the, in the Christian sense, it's basically... Um, because of out of obedience to Jesus mm. and as everybody knows uh, Jesus came to serve and he serves us mm. and one way we can serve him and others is by sharing the gifts that he's blessed us with uh, and those gifts can range from all sorts of things really uh, and as you alluded to uh, Saab when people are struggling with a job or two to do or whatever if somebody is able to do a little bit of painting or shopping or picking up a prescription then that's a, a service that would be well received I'm sure great great so how could people get involved uh, okay. in, yeah. in in helping out in in this ministry well you're going to help me uh, uh, yes <laughs> you, you press gang to yeah. encourage no, me think, to uh, help what, yes. what we're aiming to do is to uh, get a, a group of um, uh, volunteers uh, with certain skills whatever it might be uh, that we can call upon uh, so we'll have a list and we may have a whatsapp group or something like that that if somebody needs, uh, say for example, a lift to the hospital, then um, we can look at that list and see if somebody's able to do that. And if they're free, we can link them up with that person. Right. So I would be the point of contact uh, via email or the WhatsApp group if it's set up. And then I would just find out who is able to serve on a particular uh, way and then link them up with the person that needs that help. Great. Cool. Thank you very much indeed. So it's a very simple idea. If, um, um, if you would like uh, to be involved, uh, then do reach out to Lawrence or have a chat with me. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's supposed to be just a, a, a um, not a massive drain on your time. So, you know, if you can only allocate maybe an hour a week or an hour a fortnight, um, then that's it. Just let, let us know that you, you know, for one hour you can do, you know, some babysitting or picking up a prescription or a bit of DIY. And if you're free and able to help, 
uh, it'd be great just to say, yeah, I can, I can do that. And there's no guilt if you are unable to help in that particular, in a particular case, but it'd be great, uh, for us as a fellowship, uh, to love one another through that form of service. So if you're able to help, uh, please do contact Lawrence or myself. Lawrence, can I just pray for you before you dash off? Yeah, so Heavenly Father, do thank you uh, so much uh, for Lawrence. I thank you for, uh, his heart to, uh, to coordinate a, a ministry that seeks to serve um, those in our fellowship who uh, really do need help. Uh, so, Father, just uh, uh, pray that you would anoint him, you would bless him, uh, that he might uh, coordinate uh, your people well, and that through this ministry that we might uh, richly bless uh, those in our fellowship and beyond, uh, that people might see uh, what you did for us, that you came and you served us, and you loved us, that we might love you. So uh, uh, bless him, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, we come now to uh, the reading of God's word and uh, its preaching. Uh, Thelma's going to come up and read uh, for us. Our reading is uh, taken from uh, Paul's letter to the church. She is at Philippi. Uh, it's Philippians 2, 1 through 18. Let me just pray for you, Thelma, uh, as uh, you come to bring us uh, our word and Colin uh, unpack it for us. Yes, yeah, so Heavenly Father, thank you for Thelma. Thank you for uh, her desire to come and uh, uh, read out uh, your word to us. Uh, I pray that she would read with, uh, with great courage, uh, with uh, great certainty and with great clarity. And I pray that uh, the words that she speaks uh, might settle in our hearts. Uh, help her and help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should, not, should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life, in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not 
run or labor for nothing, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Thank you, Thelma. As we come to God's word, let's just uh, take a moment to pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, your word. We thank you that uh, it changes us. We pray, Father, that you would change us uh, by your word and the power of your spirit at work in us. Uh, For Jesus' sake we ask. Amen. I wonder what it is that motivates you to serve. What is it that makes you want to serve other people? When it comes to serving, often our reasons for doing so can sometimes get quite muddled at times. Maybe we we start with great joy and excitement as we serve other people, but then in times we might get a little bit maybe weary or burdened in the things that we do. Our motives might start to change in time. We might start out with that joy and excitement, but over a time, a period of time, it just becomes weighty. It becomes quite difficult for us. Maybe for some of us, giving our money is actually easier than giving our time. For some, money isn't as costly as time. Time is costly. Time is more expensive than money. Which means that we really only do the things that we see a value in. We see the things that we value most, and that is the thing that we invest in the most. When it comes to service, if we don't see the value in it, then like those who are perhaps studying for their exams right now, they may ask, why am I doing this right now? Why should I keep going? Because it can be quite difficult. And so when it comes to service, our motivation really should be joy. The joy in Jesus. Today we're concluding our little mini-series on the joy of praying, giving, and serving. And if you'd like to know more about that, then please do pick up one of these booklets if you haven't yet done so. You can grab one on your way out there. We give that to to all those who are considering membership here at Long Crendon. That people might be able to think through how to pray, give, and serve with joy. And because we want to be people who experience that joy for ourselves. We want to be people who experience joy through service. That it is not just a duty, but it is a joy. A true joy to serve. Because we'll see that we serve with joy because we belong to Christ. We serve with joy because we live for Christ. And we serve with joy because we behold Christ. We belong to Christ. We live for Christ. And we behold Christ. So firstly, we behold Christ. Paul, in writing his letter to the Philippians, he's writing around 62 AD from prison in Rome. And he wants to encourage Christians in Philippi, which is modern-day Greece today. Christians who are suffering and being persecuted for their faith are going through various trials of various sorts. 
And he writes to them to tell them of the glorious things that they share as God's people together. As he says from verse 1 and 2, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. In the trials and the sufferings that the Christians are facing in Philippi, Paul wants to remind them of this truth, that they are united with Jesus Christ. As Christians, the gospel of the Lord Jesus, that is the foundation of the thing that brings us unity. Without the gospel, there is no unity for Christians. But, and it's the Spirit of God that he allows us to experience that unity with one another as God's people. Because in Christ and by his Spirit, we can enjoy the comfort of God's love, his compassion, his tenderness. That each of us would experience that as the Spirit works in our lives together. As Christians united with Christ, we share in the same love, in the same mind, and in the same spirit in Christ. As we overflow with the joy of Jesus. And so we we keep going when things get hard. We keep going when things become difficult. Because we are united to Jesus. We belong to Christ. He is ours and we are his. We belong to him. And it's from this place that we begin to serve the Lord. It's from this place that we keep going to serve the Lord. Not not trying to earn God's love as we heard, but knowing that we have God's love in Christ. That we have received it. We don't need to try and earn it through our service. Which should really challenge me when I, when I think of the reason why I serve. Why do I serve? When it comes to serving, I don't serve God to get something from God. I don't try and work up credit in some way to receive a blessing from Him from the things that I do. I don't serve God to try and pay Him back in some way. There's no way that I can possibly pay Him back for what He's done for me. I don't serve God out of guilt. So when that tyrant Nathan comes to me and asks if I'd like to serve in the children's ministry, I don't feel guilty in any way. I don't feel guilty to say yes or even no to him. Guilt doesn't motivate me. Grace motivates me. The grace of God. Otherwise, if maybe if we don't go from the place of grace, but rather guilt, then maybe at times if we don't receive the praise that that I think I deserve, especially as a leader in ministry, then I might feel crushed. I might feel crushed if I don't get the praise that I think I deserve or if I receive criticism from others. I might feel crushed by that. And on the other side, if I receive lots of praise, I might become proud in all the things that I do. Because my ministry starts to to merge into the things that I do and the person that I am. It is my identity. 
my ministry might start to become my baby, that nobody else can touch it, because it is the thing that I do. And if we approach service like that, if we approach ministry and the service of others like that, then actually it won't bring what Paul talks about. It won't bring unity, but rather it will bring conflict because my whole identity will be wrapped up in the things that I do and the purpose that I have in the way that I serve. As Paul says, we're not to live for ourselves, but we're to live for others. As he says in verse 3 and 4, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. When it comes to service, humility is the key that unlocks the door. The theologian and pastor, uh, Tim Keller, who recently went to be with the Lord uh, only a couple of days ago, he he speaks of uh, the humility uh, that that C.S. Lewis references when he says this. He says, if we were to meet a truly humble person, Lewis says, we would never come away from meeting them thinking they were humble. They would not always be telling us we were a nobody, telling us that they were a nobody, because a person who keeps saying they are a nobody is actually a self-obsessed person. He says, the the thing we would remember from meeting a truly gospel, humble person is how much they seem to be totally interested in us. Because the essence of gospel humility is not thinking more of myself or thinking less of myself. It is thinking of myself less. Friends, when we discover who we are in Christ, it brings us freedom. We can forget ourselves. Forget ourselves and serve. We don't prove ourselves by the things that we do. We don't prove ourselves by working as hard as we possibly can. Overwork is not our problem in that case. The fear of man is our problem. The fear of disappointing others by saying no to them. But the wonderful thing is that the gospel liberates us. It frees us. Frees us to serve. It frees us to say yes or no. Because we know who we are in Christ. Because we serve with joy as we belong to Christ. And secondly, we serve with joy because we live for Christ. We live for Christ. As we are united with Christ by the Spirit, Paul exhorts his listeners and us today as Christians not to give up, but to keep going. As he says halfway through verse 12, as you see there, he says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Paul's point here is about the, the ongoing work of God in your life. He's not talking about the moment of salvation, but rather about the journey or the process of sanctification. That is how we grow as Christians. As God doesn't save us from our sins and then just go and tell us to be good. That's not the gospel. That is not Christianity. That's legalism. No, God saves us and empowers us by his spirit to be able to live for him. 
as God is actively at work in each one of us to be able to change us, to change us to be able to serve one another, to no longer serve our own desires, our own wants, but to happily serve others. And therefore, as Paul says there in in verse 17, he says, we pour ourselves out, we're being poured out like a drink offering, doing so in the service of other people, of God's people. And to pour ourselves out means that actually we have to have hearts which are full in the first instance, which really brings us back to the fundamentals, that each of us would be filling our minds and our hearts with God's word each day, dwelling on it, reading it, studying it, maybe a chapter a day, maybe more, that we're able to fill our hearts and our minds with God's word, that that would overflow into meditation, thinking and dwelling on God's word, letting it soak into our minds and our hearts, affecting our affections and passions, that we would maybe journal about those things, write them down, reflect upon them, that we'd be able to then lead that into prayer, that our hearts would overflow to pray for the things that are on our hearts, the things around us, and the people that are in our church, as we seek to serve them in prayer. And so we pour ourselves out in that way. As we do all things in God's strength and not our own. We do all things by the power of God's word at work in our lives. And it's from this place, it's from hearts which are full of the Lord Jesus and his love for us, that we see in verse 14 that we can nod along with Paul as he says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault, in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. As God's people, we live a different life. We live a radically different life. We don't grumble or argue with one another, but instead we live for Christ everywhere and in everything. It means that if you're in school or at work, as you live for the Lord Jesus, you live a different life. You're distinct in how you act and how you speak with one another. And that the Lord would grant you opportunities to share the goodness of the Lord Jesus with people around you. It means that as we serve in in church ministries, as we play a role in serving, we are playing a role in hearing and letting people hear the, the word of God for themselves, be they small or old. That they would come to know the Lord Jesus for themselves. That they would worship him and grow as a disciple. And even go out to the, to the mission field to serve the nations there. To spread the goodness of God everywhere. It might mean that maybe if you are someone that, that watches online and you consider this your church. And you don't struggle with, with physical health or mental health issues. But just watch the, the service online simply out of preference. Then your act of worship may simply to be present to sacrifice our own personal preferences for the good of others as we seek to serve one another. As when it comes to service, it should be sacrificial. It should be a sacrifice and a joy. Maybe uh, for you, just to make it out of the house in the morning if you've got small children, 
Or maybe if you're, if you're elderly and infirm, to make it out of the house and to make it here in the morning is actually a sacrifice in itself. That it is a real joy to be able to be with one another though, is it not? To make that sacrifice, to be here, to worship God together with God's people. Perhaps as an older person, your joyful sacrifice might be to, to make phone calls through the week, to pray with one another, to seek to, to serve one another through that, through writing a card, through texting one another, to encourage one another. Perhaps it's to, to bake a cake, to be part of a ministry in the church through the week that people would hear the gospel through that. Maybe your ministry is actually to be a full-time carer to your husband or wife. Or maybe it's to minister to the carer as they come into your house. Maybe your act of joyful service as a, as a young person is to serve maybe helping with S Club, helping with welcome, helping with the coffee on a Sunday morning or helping in other ways through the week. Maybe if you're part of a home group, as a, as a leader of a home group, you prepare your, your notes well, but maybe as being part of one, you look at the answers, you look at preparing the answers before you come to the study as well, so that you would seek to serve one another through that time. Maybe if you're exhausted through working night shift or through illness, or maybe if you have young children, that actually asking for help from one, from other people might actually be a way in which you can help them serve you as you seek to build one another up in the Lord. Maybe as we think about the gift of hospitality, we could use that gift for one another as we seek to invite people that you don't know, that you have not met yet, that you would invite them over for lunch. Maybe on a Sunday, perhaps it's couples or families or singles, people that you don't know, that you would invite them into your home to have a meal together. Maybe part of your service could be to sit down and prayerfully consider your level of giving to the Lord. That it would be a joy and a sacrifice as we seek to give to the Lord for all that he's done for us. Perhaps as you think about serving, maybe you're serving in a lot of ways. Maybe you're serving in a few ways. Maybe the Lord is calling you to lay down some things or pick other things up. We'll have uh, an opportunity to to respond to that later, uh, thinking about how we might be able to serve. And if you'd like some more help, well, Sarb will be uh, leading a course in the autumn uh, entitled the Shape Course. If you'd like to know how the Lord has shaped you to serve other people, as God uses our experiences, our gifts, and our desires in a number of ways to be able to serve. But at the same time, as it is with everything, the hardest thing is just to start, just to do something. So let me encourage you, if you consider this your church and you are not serving yet, get involved. Get involved and serve. Serve the Lord and serve his people. There will be a time, as I say, to to respond to that afterwards. Because we serve with joy as we belong to Jesus. We belong to Christ. And we live for Christ. And thirdly, we serve with joy because we behold Christ. We behold Christ. The biggest motivator in serving others isn't just trying to be happy when we're not, or serving because we've put our name down on a rota. No, we serve because we have a completely different way of thinking. We have a new, a new mindset. The world is different to us because of the gospel. We share because of what we serve because of what the Lord has done for us. As Paul says in verse 5, 
He says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Because we serve as we see that Jesus has served us, that he's forgiven all our sins, laying down his life for us, that we have a joy in our hearts as we behold Christ. We behold Christ for all that he's done for us. Many years ago, uh, I uh, spent some time in the U.S., went to Austin, Texas to be part of a, of a big church there. Everything's bigger in Texas, especially the churches. And we, uh, we arrived in the Sunday morning at a frighteningly early time uh, to sit out what was a thousand chairs. And so before doing this, the ministry director asked someone uh, to lead a devotion, um, giving casting vision for the reason that we serve. And the person said, well, thanks for coming, y'all, because they're Texan. <laughs> and you are awesome, which for a Scotsman just grates on me. <laughs> but the, the point was, the point was, you know, you're really good people. Thanks for coming. Great to have you. Let's pray. And looking over uh, to the ministry director, having heard uh, what was said, I thought he was going to spontaneously combust. He was furious. Because we don't serve to be nice. We don't serve to be liked. We don't serve to gain favor with God. And we don't serve to please people. We serve God because God served us in Christ. We serve God because God served us in Christ. And therefore our whole world changes. Our whole outlook changes. Because now we have the same mind as Christ, who, as Paul says in verse 6, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. The pattern of service displayed in the life of the Lord Jesus is to come down. Down from his status in heaven. Down in making himself nothing. Down in becoming a servant. Down in becoming a man. Down in humbling himself to the point of death. Down to the point of death on a cross. That is what Jesus has done for us, coming down to death. But it doesn't end there. As the Lord Jesus went down to death, but was raised to glory. Because all authority has been given to Jesus Christ. He went down to death, but was raised to glory because all authority is in his name. Jesus has authority that every knee would bow and tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus came down that we would look up and behold his glory. And thinking about that this week, it made me think about the time I went to, to visit Rome with some friends. If you ever get the chance to, to go and visit Rome for a few days, it is a phenomenal place with so much history. And the food's good too. 
And in my time there with friends, we went to a building uh, called, uh, which holds the, the, the thing called the, the Scala Santa, which is in English the Holy Stairs or the Holy Steps. Uh, these are allegedly the steps that, that Jesus climbed on his way to the trial with, with Pilate in Jerusalem. And they were apparently brought to Rome in the 4th century by St. Helena. But when you walk through these doors, this is the scene that greets you as you come in. Catholic pilgrims from all over the world coming to climb the 28 marble steps covered in wood on their knees. They come to pay a penance for those, they come to pay a penance for those they believe to be in purgatory. That in doing so, they would be granted favor. That in going up the steps, God would grant them favor. And once they've climbed these 28 steps, they enter a room named the Holy of Holies. And in the same building, there's also a set of steps that runs parallel to these steps in the next room. And in that room, I, I took this picture standing at the bottom of the steps. It's a picture of a woman on her knees at the bottom of the 28 steps, praying five specific prayers over and over again on each step so that in some way, in some way, through the things that she does, she would receive favor from God. That God would look upon her with favor because of her suffering. But maybe you don't have to be a Roman Catholic on the steps in Rome to think like this about who God is. Maybe your natural position before God is to say, I am so unworthy. How can God possibly accept me for all the things that I've done? God knows everything about me. How can I possibly come to him? Or maybe like the lady, maybe like, like the lady in this picture, you're trying to work, work your way up to God by all your good deeds that your good deeds in some way will outweigh your bad. Well, my friend, if that is you, you don't have to work your way up to God. We don't go up the steps to God. The Lord Jesus comes down the steps to us. Jesus comes down to us. He humbled himself, humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross for us. He took the punishment that we deserve for our sins, having sinned against him. He comes down for us, dying in our place. And that for all that come to him, we can behold him for all that he has done for us. As the one who was crucified is now the one who has been raised to glory. As we behold Christ crucified and Christ glorified. The one who has been raised to glory. 
That is the one that we serve today. That is who we serve, the King of glory. We serve him, Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. And so I must ask you, have you beheld Christ yet? Have you bowed the knee to the Lord Jesus? Do you recognize your need of a Savior and that Jesus Christ has come down to pay for your sins in full? You don't need to suffer and work your way up. Jesus has suffered and come down to us. That we can receive pardon and forgiveness in full in his name. Not because we are worthy, but because he is worthy. He is the king and the king has come down for us. He has come down and goes up and welcomes us into the true holy of holies in heaven. We come into his presence because of all that he has done for us. As we behold him crucified and him glorified, raised in power in heaven. We worship the king in need of nothing, but freely gives us everything. This is the God we serve. So let us behold him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing grace to us. We pray that you would forgive us for the times that we try and work our way to you. We pray that you would forgive us for trying to show our good deeds to you, that we would just surrender our lives to you for all that you have done for us in Christ. We thank you that we belong to you, that we are united to you. We pray, Father, that you would help us to live for you. We pray that you would help us to have a vision for you, to behold you, behold the Lord Jesus crucified and glorified for us. Help us to receive that. If we have not received that, that you would help us to to see Jesus in his glory for who he is and what he has done for us. In his name we pray. Amen. Um, So we are, excuse me, uh, going to uh, just think about uh, what uh, Colin has helped us uh, to see. Uh, And once a year, we uh, gather together a service and we think about the way in which uh, we uh, can serve. And we've just finished a a sermon series on the joy of praying, of giving uh, and of serving. Uh, And we're now going to uh, just uh, dwell upon that uh, a little bit more. Um, And as Colin said, you know, the way that we uh, are called to love one another, uh, the most obvious and ready example that we have of how that looks uh, is that we look to serve. Uh, one another and as we serve one another we grow uh, in our love and knowledge of the Lord Jesus uh, as well so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a way that we bless the Lord uh, and the Lord also blesses us now we all have uh, different gifts we have different talents and we have different uh, temperaments uh, so we will serve in different ways uh, so please don't uh, don't look across at the person you're sat beside or in front of or behind. Uh, don't think that you have to serve in the way that they're serving. Think about the way that the Lord has called you to serve with the particular gifts and talents 
that he has given you. Uh, this week we circulated by email uh, this uh, little booklet, which hopefully you've all had a chance uh, uh, to see, to read. Uh, it's, the, it's our book on uh, the joy of praying, giving, uh, and serving. And it will uh, highlight uh, different ways that we can serve. And hopefully as you've prayed and you've uh, dwelt upon that uh, this week, um, hopefully the Lord has highlighted ways in which you can uh, serve. And so this morning we're going to do a couple of things uh, now. Uh, first, I just want us uh, to mention uh, the different sorts of ministries that we have uh, here at LCBC and invite uh, those who are involved in those ministries uh, to stand up, uh, really so that you can see who, who these people are. Uh, and then you can, if you have an interest or a, a leaning towards that particular area, uh, you know who it is uh, that you can go and chat with uh, afterwards. And I'll invite those people to stand up in a moment. Uh, also, I just say that if you do see lots of people standing up, please don't think, there's no need for me to be involved. Yeah, please, please, please uh, don't reach uh, that conclusion. Uh, there may be lots of people who are involved in lots of ministries uh, here, uh, serving in lots of different ways. Uh, but uh, the ministries that we have are just desperate for more people uh, to be involved uh, and to serve uh, your decision to serve in a particular way uh, would be just the most enormous blessing uh, to those that you choose uh, to serve alongside. Uh, and it's also service is a great way, if you're new to the fellowship, uh, of just connecting with different people as well. So it's a great way uh, to uh, throw yourself into uh, the life uh, of the church. Uh, and once we've done that, there'll be a chance... Uh, for us to reflect uh, and complete the ministry pledge cards, cards which you should have on your seats. Um, and we'll do that kind of prayerfully as uh, the band sing a good and gracious king uh, over us. Now, it may be the case that you're happy uh, to continue to serve in uh, the place uh, that you're serving, or you may want to chat uh, in new ways uh, or in new areas. Um, or maybe you'd just like to know how you can get involved. Uh, then please do come speak with Colin, uh, speak with me uh, after the service or in the days uh, and the weeks ahead. It would be great to be able to help you uh, get connected. And then once you've uh, completed these cards after the service, you'll find there's a red post box looking box uh, by the front door. Uh, do just drop your card uh, into that uh, and then we'll have a great, uh, great way to, uh, to gather everything uh, together. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to uh, invite people, if you're in the, leading this ministry, leading these ministries, uh, if I could just invite you to stand so that people can see, um, see who you are, really. Um, music. Um, if you're leading up the prayer ministry, that's me, I'm standing here already. Uh, S Club, uh, or any of the young people's ministry, S Club, Impact, Crash, Rara, uh, adventurers and Friday at seven. That's great. Uh, home group leaders. Do we have any home group leaders uh, in the house uh, this morning? Great. Uh, connect uh, ministry to uh, to seniors. Uh, if you're involved uh, in uh, leading that, uh, contact. Connect. Yeah, contact um, as well. Sorry. Contact, yes. It's just so confusing, isn't it? 
This is the, <laughs> the mic didn't catch that. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, maybe if you're involved with toy box uh, or baby box, dads and tots, uh, contact elderly ministry, spectrum, which is the paintwork, uh, men's outreach events. Uh, that's Colin. Um, missionary committee a community cafe uh, Meadowcroft I see our leader is already standing up Jeff a table tennis involved in the table tennis ministry thank you Charles uh, time to sing Helen uh, if you were involved in the recovery and addiction support group that's you Ollie uh, practical care that's Lawrence Keel <laughs> uh, premises, that's Pete Short uh, Finance, that's Sarah Rothwell uh, Up in the Gods, Audiovisual and Technology That's Ian uh, Regulatory, that's John Lilly uh, Safeguarding, uh, Jeff and Elizabeth uh, Catering, that's Helen uh, Websites and Facebook, uh, Juanita uh, and Sarah Stewarding, Martin uh, flowering Ranging, that's uh, the lovely Kratz. Uh, and Event Management, uh, Helen Walker and Leslie uh, McCaig. Uh, so these are the people that, uh, that lead a range of these different ministries. If uh, your heart is inclined towards those, uh, please do uh, grab them. But uh, anybody else, if you are here this morning and you do serve uh, in any of these ministries, uh, can I invite you to, uh, to stand up uh, as well? So if you're involved in uh, putting on any of, uh, any of these ministries, it can be house groups, it can be time to sing, you know, whatever it is, if you're involved in actively serving uh, in the church fellowship. That's great. Uh, I just want to say a huge thank you to those of you who are up. Uh, who are serving. I know you guys serve uh, in so many uh, different ways. Uh, Bless you and thank you uh, for all that you do. Uh, If I can invite you uh, uh, to sit down, Uh, that's that's lovely. So there are, as you can see, uh, lots of different ways uh, in which we can be involved uh, in, in serving. Um, And the reason that, as Colin said, that the reason that we do serve is because Christ served us. He loved us. And it's only out of the response of that, as Colin explained, uh, that we do any of this. So uh, what I'd like to do is I want to invite everyone now to stand up. And we're going to have uh, some words uh, up on the screen, if I can invite you to stand. Uh, please do use these words uh, as a prayer, as a, as a heartfelt response. Um, I'll say the words that appear in italics, if you could respond uh, with the short words, Jesus, now lead on, uh, which will appear uh, in bold. Okay, so, uh, from where we are to where you need us. From the security of what we know to the adventure of what you will reveal. To refashion the fabric of this world until it resembles the shape of your kingdom. Because good works have been prepared for those who love God. Amen. Let's pray. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, for who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we give you praise this morning for all your many blessings. We thank you for the relationship we can have with you through the blood of Jesus. We thank you that we can come to you in prayer and you hear us and answer us in your wisdom. Father, we thank you that you give comfort to those who weep and mourn. Father, please give comfort to all those who remember the loss of a loved one today. Please make your presence felt by all in our fellowship who are finding life hard. Please be with all those who are undergoing treatment or are caring for those who are unwell. Loving Heavenly Father, we bring before you those who are sitting or about to sit exams. Lord, would you help them to concentrate while revising, have clarity of thought while answering questions, and most of all, Lord, would you point them to Jesus and remind them that you love them and uphold them, and you have good plans for those who put their trust in you. Father, we continue to pray for the situation in Ukraine. We find it hard to know how to pray, but Father, we know that you are a good God, full of grace and mercy, and so we pray that you would bring about peace in that country. Please be close to your people living in Ukraine and Russia and bring them comfort and the practical everyday needs they require. We pray for our Ukrainian friends here who have left everything behind, including husbands, brothers and sons. We pray that you would give them comfort and help us to make them feel loved, upheld in prayer and safe in our communities. Lord, please be with Liz and Neil as they enjoy a well-earned break and visit Ben in Bali. May they be blessed in their conversations and return rested. Please be with all our pastors and elders as they lead us. Please keep them faithfully in your word so that they might teach us well. We thank you for the opportunity that Nathan has to take school assembly in Long Crendon tomorrow. We pray that you would use him for your glory. And please be with John Billet preaching in High Wycombe this evening. May he be a blessing to that fellowship. Lord God, we ask that as we go into this week, we would have your word at the forefronts of our hearts and minds so that we might know you more fully and love you more dearly. Help us to be obedient and servant-hearted, changed by your Holy Spirit. Lord, please use us for your glory. We pray all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Uh, that does bring us uh, to the end of our service uh, this morning. Uh, my prayer has been, as you've journeyed through the service, that the Lord has met with you, that he's spoken to you, that your heart has been encouraged. Um, and... Please do uh, not leave today without praying uh, with someone. If the Lord's put something on your heart, then pray. Please do pray with someone. You'll see some people uh, around with red lanyards. Uh, do grab them. Uh, or just pray with the person that, uh, that brought you here uh, today.
We'll have coffee uh, after the service. Uh, please do join us for that. And uh, if you are able, join us this evening uh, at 6 o'clock as we continue uh, to, uh, to worship uh, and continue our series through the Gospel of Mark. So to close, uh, yeah, the words of benediction at the end of the, the letter to the Hebrews. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.